Welcome to the Freemasons Podcast, coming to you live from Morningstar Lodge number 47. Your aprons at the door, Hello and welcome to the Freemasons Podcast. I am your host, Right Worshipful Brother George Mudry, and with me tonight, Worshipful Brother Joe. Worshipful Brother Ken. Tonight's episode is going to be Dance Macabre. Dance Macabre. Dance Macabre. Memento Mori and Freemasonry. Hope you guys did your homework. I got nothing. <laughs> I thought this was dance fever. Oh, my God. I love how there's a hood, too. That's great. Completes the look. All right. But uh, a couple things. Uh, so when you listen to this on Apple iTunes, uh, you're going to hear two different songs. And the first song that I have is actually a modern-day song called Dance Macabre. And then at the end of the episode, it's about a one-and-a-half-minute little clip of the actual original song of Danse Macabre. It's like OP, something OP40 or something like that. It's a really good song. OP40? It's a classical song. I've seen it on uh, my Apple Music, and it's uh, Dance Macabre, OP period 40. Okay. I don't know what OP stands for. I don't know. Maybe somebody else who's watching. I've heard of up. UB40. No, I've it's OP. OP40. Opera 40? I don't know. But anyway, so, oh, I touched my face. Damn it. Wow. Yeah. Makeup all over me. Anyway, we've got some shout outs to do. Shah Karim. Oh, <laughs> Karimian. I'm trying. Uh, George Antizelatos and Jesse Duncan. Well, brothers, right hand arms. Two arms. Ready. 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 Aim. 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 Fire. Good fire. Fire all. Together, brothers. <laughs> Vivat, vivat, vivat. All right. Ugh. What was that? Painful. Yeah, what was it, Joe? That is proper 12 Irish whiskey. <laughs> proper Smooth 12. blend with hints of vanilla, honey, and toasted wood. I didn't taste any of those things. I didn't taste any of those things. I tasted pain. I tasted only death. <laughs> I meant to I figured we'd try something a little different. Ugh. We still have the larceny if you prefer the larceny. No, I mean, I'll, I'll, I can make do. So, uh, a couple things we just want to put out. We just uh, were downstairs at Morningstar the other day, and we did a um, did a candy handout. To, you know, we give out candy to the kids. And uh, Brother Mike Claverino, Brother Rocco Alfonzetti, and I think, uh, well, I know uh, Brother Rafferty was there, and I can't remember who else was there, but uh, it was a nice little turnout. Little kids come around, they we handed out candy. It's like good time. Like, was that like uh, is that a yearly thing that Seymour does? Thing that Seymour does. Like they just shut down downtown mm-hmm. and you have the kids yep. come out and that's cool. Yeah, it's pretty. It's Dude. pretty cool. And all the kids come down and they collect candy. Number two, we'll talk about uh, Peter Daigle and uh, he had in his event. Uh, I don't have it. I think he wrote it in the in the group meet. Could you guys just read it out loud? And yep, mm-hmm. I'm on it, boss. Oh, okay. If you wouldn't mind. <clears throat> I'm trying to do as minimal movement as possible. You had a cool picture, too. We should see if we should... Brothers, could you give a quick update on the event my lodge held on the next podcast? We raised $800 for helping others hurt from Hurricane Dorian in the Bahamas. 
Fun fact, there were some serious bidding wars over Dean Smith's pens. It was turning into a vicious Price is, white, price is Right bidding war. Nice. Very nice. Yeah, that's uh, we got a couple of his pens up here. Yeah, they are pretty cool. I'm gonna have to uh, I'm gonna have to ask him for some more because they're pretty cool. They're really nice. They're made out of acacia wood, and they got the square and compasses and everything on there. Really nice pens. Professionally made. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, evening thunder. Michael Carello. Oh, what's up, Mike Carello, buddy of mine? Uh, thunder is my running nickname because I'm like slow and loud, like thunder. I would have went, went, went with your rectum, but whatever. We'll move Whoa. on. <laughs> Thunder, farting all the time. Just don't fart in that thing. Not, not in this thing. It all comes right through the neck. <laughs> I've made that mistake. It's not, it's not well ventilated. Uh, all right. So let's get into our topic. Dance Macabre, Freemasonry, and Memento Mori, and how it all kind of ties in together. Well, I'll start with Dance Macabre. Also known as the Dance of Death, is an artistic genre of allegory allegory of the late Middle Ages on the universality of death. No matter one station in life, the dance macabre unites all. In other words, in the end, you're all going to die, no matter what your station is. The dance macabre consists of of the dead or a personification of death, summoning representatives from all walks of life to dance along to the grave, typically with a pope, emperor, king, child, or laborer. It was produced as Memento Mori to remind people of the fragility? Yep, fragility. Fragile! (laughs) Must be Italian. (laughs) To remind people of the fragility of their lives and how vain were the glories of earthly life. Its origins are postulated from uh, illustrated sermon texts. The earliest record visual scheme was a now lost mural uh, mural at Holy Innocent Cemetery in Paris, dating from uh, 1424 to 1425. So, the concept and thought of memento mori actually predates Freemasonry. So mm-hmm. that concept was kind of started to come about. I know the Catholic Church uh, and religion used it extensively. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of gotten away from the Catholic Church. We really don't talk about it as much anymore. Well, it's the great equalizer, right? Mm. So you would think that would be even from early, early cultural tradition. Interestingly enough, there is a church, and uh, I think it's Austria. Ken, you might have to make sure of this, but it's a church that's basically made out of human bones. You know what I'm talking uh, about, right? I know you guys have seen yeah. it before. Seen the catacombs. I haven't yeah, seen the church. No, no, no. There's a church. I, I want to say it's. It's in Austria, or I'll have to. This is an above ground church. It's above ground church. You walk in, and it's just human skeleton church. Wow, that's terrifying. The Sedlik Ossuary is there adorned with around forty thousand human skeletons. Mm-hmm. Looks like it's in the Czech Republic. Czech you were Republic. close. Thank you. It is right disturbing. Yeah, definitely look this up <laughs> if you're interested, because it's yeah, it's an interesting read. And it's an actual working still church. Yep. It's it's a church that's still around and kicking. They still. So it's the interior that's decorated, like all of the uh, the the normal accoutrement that you would see inside. Never mind, I don't know any words in Czech. Uh, but yeah, it's <laughs> there. There are like legit like human bones all over the inside of this. Yeah, the inside so, of the church. I mean, it's still used, but I don't think it, it's not used in like uh, modern day churches. I mean, you wouldn't walk into a Catholic church now and see just skulls and crossbones all over the place so no i don't really like images of death anymore. no no they kind of got away with that because you know uh, now it's 
Y'all need Jesus. Y'all right. get saved, right? That's a moneymaker. <clears throat> Whereas back in the Middle Ages, particularly around you know 1300s, 1400s, when all this kind of started to come about in the church, it was uh, basically live your life good because you're you're eventually going to die and you're not going to get into the afterlife. You're not going to get into heaven, basically, is what the concept was. So let's see here. Dance Macabre, OP40, I was right, is a tone poem for orchestra written in 1874 by the French composer Camille Saint-Saëns. Uh, Saint I'm pulling here. Yves Saint Laurent? <laughs> no? Maybe. S-A-E-N-S. Henri Richard? <laughs> S-A-E-N-S. Uh, it is a key in G minor. Uh, it started out in 1872 as an art song for voice and piano with a French text by the poet Henri Caslat. Uh, Henri? I'm, I'm going to ruin this. Caslias, which was based as an old French superstition. In 1874, the composer expanded and reworked the piece into the tone poem, replacing the vocal line with a solo violin part. And the solo violin part's creepy. It's kind of like how Beetlejuice starts off. Oh, with okay. That... Are we allowed to play this or no? I'm gonna do a, a one-minute clip at the end. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I mean, it's a it's a kind of public domain now. It's public domain. It's 1874. I mean, the song "Dance Macabre" op 40. According to legend, death appears at midnight every year on Halloween. Death calls forth the dead from their graves to dance with him while he plays his fiddle, uh, right here represented by a solo violin. His skeletons dance for him until the rooster crows at dawn when they must return to their graves. I mean, this is basically your, precur your precursor to Halloween right here. Yeah. If you want to Very know, pagan, too. Uh, very pagan. Yeah. This is where it came from, uh, for the most part. And yes, they must, uh, they must return to their graves until next year. The piece opens with a harp playing a single note, D12 times, the 12 strokes of midnight, which are accompanied by soft chords from the string selection. Solo violin plays a uh, tritrone. Tritone, tritone. Sorry, I can't read. Um, it's the makeup. I'm blaming the makeup. Yeah, I was going to say. The fumes. <laughs> <laughs> That's some serious makeup, too. It doesn't look like the uh, you know, the expensive stuff that you no. get at like uh, you know, the, the classy stores no, or something. No, no. This is like, Walmart right here. Yeah, it's like straight up out of your... your is it what do they call the, the thing that you have all your camo paint in? When you're in the military, that's what that stuff looks like, though. It's like seriously oily, nasty, yeah, slop on your face. It's gonna take forever to get the shit off, I'll tell you that right now. But yeah. uh, anyway, so uh, that's pretty much <clears throat> you look song. like a kiss reject, <laughs> Peter Chris. Oh my god, here we go, kind of, or the guy that took over for him, the, the guy that had like the uh, fox makeup, Eric Carr, I think his name was, something like that. I don't know. That's the only way I can think of it. You look now. like Teddy Ruxpin, and you're picking on me. <laughs> <laughs> Teddy Ruxpin. I'm just saying, you I, do. I don't care. Uh, all right. So the song goes on, and it's basically the song, it's the dance of death. Uh, it it talk, takes it from uh, kind of like the ideology of what was going on around those times. It's like you had the black death that was coming around. Yeah. You had uh, so many bad things that were happening and even um at this point when this song was kind of uh or the, the idea of of uh, dance macabre started coming around i think that, that france didn't even have a king at this point and the, the the kingdom started to go into kind of disarray and uh that's when the first thing the first thing had popped up about um 
that's macabre. Mm-hmm. And it's it could have been a political, basically, we're all going to die because you know there's no one running the show here. Yeah, people were terrified. There was death disease. Mm-hmm. People had short lifespans. Right. And um, the monarchy was falling apart. Right. I mean, it kind of makes sense in the context. It's uh, it's pretty much the same ideology of oh my god we're 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 minutes from the apocalypse because mm-hmm. you know everything's happening you know in the world now so yeah, oh, kind of it's gonna these, come any day you these know? poor people didn't really need a reminder of mortality and death at that point but oh. i get it but you know if if you're going to use that in a church sense it's going to compel people to act more accordingly yep. or, or curb their actions based on well if i act like an ass in my current life when I get to the afterlife, I'm going to be judged when I finally sit in front of God. So yep. it's kind of the church's way of keeping everybody in line. And it wasn't really just a church thing. I think it was kind of just a, a movement toward it as well. Because, again... Yeah, it was like, a philosophy. It was a, a, a mind shift of, right. hey, yeah. look, we're all going to die. Live your best life. Mm-hmm. You know, I also see it as, you know, no matter what level of prominence you reach in your life, mm-hmm. keep it tempered, man, because you're, you're just going to die like everybody else. Right. Um, and then uh, to to Ken's point that he said, it's also got a lot of pagan stuff in there because, I mean, that's not really something that the Catholic Church, uh, well, it's not something they really went, that wasn't their whole, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's not canonical. It's, it's not <laughs> part of the church canon. That's what I was looking yeah, for. Not. Well, way to stick the canonical. I'm, I'm, I'm in sure, yeah. I'm sure it wasn't a bishop that like put this entire thing together and was like, "Hey, this one, should do this around." You could pass this Casey Kasem too, actually. Looking nice. at your costume, maybe that's what I was going for too. <laughs> Casey and Kasem. Indiana Jones. Didn't he wear? Wasn't he? Casey the America's Top Forty guy? Yeah, didn't he wear a leather jacket and a white shirt all the time? Wasn't that his thing? His shtick. I think you're thinking of Fonzie, maybe. Oh, he's definitely Fonzie. I called him Fonzie last time. Well, that's what I was going for, Fonzie. Casey Kasem, I don't think he wore that. No. He was like a little short guy. (laughs) You know what? I'm trying to be ambiguous in how I dress for Halloween so that you guys, you, the audience, can ascribe your own ideas. Oh, that's nice of you, Ken. I'm trying to be... A little audience participation. That's very nice. It's up to you. You guys tell me what I am. Just so you know, I know you're looking at me and you keep laughing because I look ridiculous, (laughs) but you really do. The other thing, the, like one time I lost my heat for a little bit, and this thing is super warm. <laughs> so I'm going around the house wearing this when I lo- we lost power and it got freaking cold. So it doubles as uh, a lot of things. Can you do a good Chewbacca growl for us? Maybe a little later. Okay. Maybe right. a little later. Yeah. I don't want to ruin the dance my heart. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So let's get into the other half of this. Memento Mori, which is Latin, and it means uh, remember that you must die is an artistic and symbolic reminder of the inevitability of death. The expression memento mori developed with the growth of Christianity, which emphasized heaven and hell and salvation for the soul in afterlife. And it is pretty much, um, pretty much we are just already covering. But So how does it tie into Freemasonry? Well, I mean, we pretty much do the same thing in our chamber of reflection. It, it came into Freemasonry roughly around uh, the York Rite, degrees uh particularly the chivalric degrees of malta and the templar uh, templary uh, that's where the chamber of reflection is most used in freemasonry now and the symbols of memento mori play a very big part in the order of the temple mm-hmm. but uh, what do you guys have in your chamber of reflection joe 
Uh, we've got the the skull. We've got the symbol for sulfur. We've got a, a rooster that represents mercury. Uh, we've got some stuff painted up on the wall. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got a scythe in there. I believe mm-hmm. that's how they scythe, properly yep. pronounce mm-hmm. it. Um, a few other little things, candles, a few other things. But there's just a, there's a desk and a chair. And, um, you know, you've got to fill out some things before you return to the lodge. Yeah, I'm seeing the comments, too. Uh, yeah, you're too. seeing the comments, yeah. Um, but it, it's it's definitely, it, it's all done by candlelight. And it, it really is to remind you of, um, you're not always going to be on this earth. So The mortality of the body and the immortality of the soul. And how do you want to be remembered when you're gone? That's one of the questions that we uh, make them answer. Yeah, that's, that's something, that's a concept that if people nowadays... Uh, realized that you're going to die. It's it's inevitable. You're going to meet your your creator, you know, and that you should live your life. You know, everybody thinks that they're invincible. You really do. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you're, you know, nothing's going to happen to me. You know, I can right. smoke thirty packs of cigarettes. I can, you know, eat all those McDonald's cheeseburgers, and then something happens, and it changes your it whole perspective. You yep. Uh, for me, was uh, actually two years ago. <clears throat> I got hit with the kidney stones. Oh. Yeah. So, you know, I drank those Monster Energies. I drank those coffees. How much water do I need? Not as much as in coffee. Like, how much? There's water in beer. Like, and, you know, I was at work, and, like, it was the most incredible. I've never had my body not want to work for me. Like, it was, like, straight up locked up. It's painful. And extremely painful, and to the point where I was lightheaded. And passing out, and I was literally crawling to my boss's office just to say, call a freaking ambulance. And it really puts in perspective that, you know, yeah. you're not so, in, in, you know, you're not so indestructible after all. You, know? yeah. you may feel like it the vast majority of the time, but once in a while your body reminds you just how, mm. just how fragile we all are. OP40 stands for opus. Oh, okay. I did not know that. And then he also, Greg Schultz said, I look like a panda. <laughs> I can start the kissless army. That's the best. That's my favorite so far. <laughs> nice. That's good. I look like a trash panda. Uh, <laughs> Ken looks pretty normal. He's the Marilyn of the Munster clan. So you've got that going for you, Ken. Not it's for nothing, but you're and pretty And Josie is supposed good. to be Gilmy from Lord of the Rings. Gimli? 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 I don't know. I don't know who that is. I'll have to look. I know who the little... And my axe, that guy, the one with the axe. Oh, Okay. Yeah. He also said, uh, damn, Ken really went all out for his costume. He gets an innovation award. <laughs> Is Ken supposed to be powder? With just I, think that's a, wow. I think that's a back-ended comment. Ken is still whiter than George. Who said that? <laughs> Joseph Schultz. Wow. Wow. I hate you people. <laughs> so the one guy who, who, who wears, like, wears next to nothing. It. This is freaking funny. Oh. Sorry. Sorry, back to the dance McCall. Yeah, we all keep calling it. We keep calling it the dance McCall because none of us can can speak French. God, that's funny. It's funny. Everybody's beating us up. I'm surprised uh, Dan hasn't made a comment yet, nor has switching browser tabs. I'm not even going to read it anymore. Susan (laughs) hasn't beat us up yet. Come on, Dan and Susan, get involved in the action. So, is uh, you think it's a good thing that Freemasonry keeps memento mori in its ritual? You think it's a, I mean, basically, 
You could even attribute it to the Master Mason degree, which is where it's that's yeah. a form <clears throat> or a symbol of memento mori. I mean, we do the whole funeral dirge. Yep. Um, and if you look on the like the painted trestle board for the Master Mason degree, there's skull and crossbones on it on right. top of the uh, yep. on top of the coffin. Symbolic death has to be part of Masonic ritual. I mean, to Absolutely. remove it would destroy the entire. I mean, you know, the entire uh-huh. superstructure of masonry, I think, would fold if you removed it. So, to downplay Memento Mori, I think, is kind of a well a um, conflict because. You but I know there there has been a movement in Freemasonry to get rid of it, to get rid of some of those symbols, whether it be the skull and crossbones, whether it be mm-hmm. Memento Mori, whether it be other really? symbols of death, and mm-hmm. I don't know. I I think it's watering it down. I think you're playing yeah. to an audience that's ignorant right of what those symbols actually mean. Um, I think it's 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 very humbling mm-hmm. to remember that this doesn't go on forever. Um, you never know when it's going to end, so you need to live your life mm-hmm. to the fullest every day, uh, but live it in a in a way that you can be proud of when you're no longer here. You don't have right. you don't have any time to waste. Don't don't dick around, as a friend of mine likes to say. Um, you know, live your life the way that uh, it, it should be in a in a exemplary manner, um, mm-hmm. because you might not get another chance at it. You might not get tomorrow. It's not guaranteed. Where Where are these uh, attempts to remove those symbols from masonry originating? I'll, like, okay. I'll give you an example. Uh, in so, the Knights Templar, Grand Encampment of Knights Templar of the United States of America, they used to have triangle aprons. Uh, that had yeah. the square, they had, they had not square, they had a, a, either a triangle on the bottom bones. and then they had yeah. the skull and crossbones. Yeah. They were really up, cool up. looking aprons. Yeah, I own awesome one. I have one. Yeah. Um, and we the are, black background, they were super yep, cool. They were yeah. super cool. So you're not allowed to wear you're those? Not anymore? allowed to wear those. They really? took away skull and crossbones. And it's, I've heard a couple different stories as to why. One, one we don't want to look like the whole devil worshiping thing and we're evil and all that stuff. Yeah, so yeah. skulls and crossbones could be a symbol of evil. I mean, you attribute it to the pirates. I mean, the pirates, they were, you know, oh, the pirates are evil. The pirates are evil. Were they? Maybe, maybe not. Who knows? You know, some of them you're were. hearing <laughs> horror stories. Some of them. Oh yeah, I'm sure were, but some of them were just after the cargo and went about their business or didn't want to be tied to a government. Yeah. But all about you know, the booty. <laughs> But you know those. No, same... I was being serious. They're all yeah. <laughs> pirates booty. No. Not, not any other. Surrender booty. your booty. <laughs> no, this is going to turn sideways. You could try um, not to. But you know, now think about that. That you know, damsel in distress who came back to England and she's, oh my god, they were so bad. I know she's gonna, yeah. but she's gonna buoy up that story like they were the most horrible people on the planet. So I mean, well, we all know. Like, if you're a Knights Templar, you know what the symbolism is behind that symbol the skull and crossbones why can't you just wear it during right like, wear it during a meeting when you the asylum wear is open you don't you wear it, wear it you don't wear it out in public decree, you don't wear it at all it's not an well, anybody uniform. You but all, it's right. during it's during our ritual it yeah. is part of our ritual at the knight's Templar, which is closed to the public which is like closed, any other masonic closed. ritual it's one of the most well knight's Templar consider it the most secret uh if not important degree in freemasonry um, yeah, it's, yeah, but back on the whole uh, thing. So that was one aspect of it is that we didn't want to be seen or, or this um, grand master because the highest rank in Templary is the grand master of Knights Templar of the Grand Encampment of the United States of America. Mm-hmm. 
So he's called the Grandmaster. Oh, well. so he was the one who decreed. It, it, I don't remember how many years ago, but it was he. Okay. It was before I was made a Knight Templar, before I was knighted. It was a long It was before I was knighted. Yeah. So it was a long. Well, was, I said, I'm not joining now. Quite a few years ago. If I can't oh. get one of those aprons, I'm not joining. <laughs> you can still buy them. You can still buy them. You can still buy them. You're yeah. just not allowed to wear them. That's one. crap. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, the other aspect of the apron thing that they didn't want to make a connection to was actually Nazis. Really? Because oh, the because SS, of the death, the death head rings at the, uh, uh, SS, the SS. That's what they had. Was that was one of their? Was the square uh, skull and crossbones? Skull and crossbones. Which I mean, they stole it from the Knights Templar. Uh, well, and they uh, stole the swastika. That was yeah, they uh, stole a lot of stuff. Uh, Eastern Japanese. symbol for good luck, I believe, mm-hmm. or, or yep. good health, or something like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But as most things go, once a bad group of individuals yep. procures a symbol for themselves, it becomes. Yeah, but I had Off never the table for use. I never really heard it that much in reference to skull and crossbones. People think of pirates, right? I've never heard somebody, oh, skull and crossbones, they're Nazis. They'd be like, what are you, some kind of freaking pirate? It, I understand. It's, <laughs> it's, it's. This particular grandmaster wanted to separate as far as he could from there. Again, we're a Christian order, right. so we should be wearing the Templar, you know, cross, right, 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 more so than a, than a skull and crossbones i get that but it's not the skull and crossbones the naval flag of the templar fleet it was indeed it was so okay. it was one of one of but and i think it's a perversion what he's saying is that it's a perversion of that symbolism yes. no i, I get it but, you but know. yeah i mean, it, I mean, I mean you, you te- said it perfectly. it belongs to the templar more than anyone else. i mean We're, right we we can make we can make an, an argument for all of the symbols that have been perverted. You got the the skull and crossbones. You also have the swastika. That was a yep. Japanese. You said it. That yep. was a good luck symbol. But some nasty bastards took it, perverted it, and made it. You know, now it's something looked at as uh, a hate thing. Kind of like yeah. we did with a puppet. Kind of like we did with a puppet. Yeah. Another perfect example would be. Um, oh boy, what's the other one that's always perverted? Uh not the swats again, not the... Oh, the example. Star of David. Or not the Star of David, the um, the, the pentagram. Oh, the, yep, yep. oh We've yes. We've talked about yes, that. Yes, that was a symbol of Solomon. Right. That's what he wore on his ring. Mm-hmm. Like, And that was seen as... And it's used as, by the Order of the Eastern Star. Yes, it is. But there's nothing... It's another symbol that, again, was taken, perverted, made bad, or demonized, mm-hmm. and now everybody's like, oh, you're a devil worshiper. Mm-hmm. No, we're not. You're just an idiot and doesn't do your homework. Like, right. read a book. <laughs> That's the problem. Idiots never do their homework, George. Get off of Facebook. And that's, I'm sure, exactly what the grandmaster of the the grand encampment was thinking. That, like, look, the the idiots aren't going to do their homework. You know, we have to remove our our affiliation with this symbol, or else. And, and that's pretty much where they're it's going. Only the at, stupid so. people that are going to make a big deal about it. It's, it's unfortunate. Uh, and I hate. I don't mean like stupid people. I, I consider stupid people as ignorant. Yeah, ignorant. Yep. When you yeah. see something Wrong on word, Facebook, sure. you read a story on Facebook, right? And then you're like, "Oh my God, this happened. Let me share it." But you're not citing or actually reading the story yeah. when it's what is it called? Satire? What's it called when it's like parody? A, like, like bait? Like the onion? <laughs> you're talking like the, like the, the onion? onion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like parody or satire? Parody, yeah. 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 They're not real stories, but people before they even read the story will just read the one line and share it because well, well somebody else posted it. It's got to be true, right? Well, it's like what happened with the um, closing of the Shriners hospitals that we talked about with Billy yep. Russo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's an article from ten years ago that just I just saw getting passed around again the other day. Yep. And it's just not true. Right. At that time, there were some issues, but they're mm-hmm. thriving right now. 
Yeah, that's a good point. So it happens in Masonic circles as much as it happens mm-hmm. in the, the rest of the profane world, too. Right. It's, it's a shame because I, I personally am a big fan of the skull and crossbones and, and I, I, for what it represents to us. Like, I still have it in my car. I have the square encompasses with the skull mm-hmm. and crossbones inside ah. it because... I personally like the symbol. Again, it's, yeah. it's, if everybody in life walked every day like it could be their last... You'd have a world full of better yeah. people. Yep. Um, maybe not the Schultz brothers, because they'd be... I don't even know what they'd be doing. <sighs> Hookers and blow and... No, come on. No. <laughs> we rely on the Freemasons podcast for our research information. <laughs> God help you guys. Oh, boy. They're in trouble. Oh, they're I certainly trouble. hope not. Um, we tried to uh, put a subject out that we know a little bit about. I've done a little bit of research on, on things. Yeah, uh, but we are not scholars. We if are we were scholars, scholars, this would be a much different show, trust I, me. I bring up these things, and I put in as much information as I know about it. But I encourage others to look more into it because you know I, I'm, not, I'm not 100%. I could be wrong. Yeah, and if we screw up, I mean, yeah. go and comment on the episode and say, hey, right. you guys are wrong about this. Somebody left us a one-star review on Apple. And their argument was they need to they don't have right facts or they don't have good facts or whatever the hell. Their their information is incorrect. We've never claimed our information is correct. No, but we presented it as fact. Yeah. Even so Not that was always a wrong. standing joke. Right. But right. we give you a piece of it. We're just here again, just like Masonry, we can show you the door. Mm. But it's your job Go to look do more your into own it. Do your own research yeah, right. on it. We we're just talking about this just uh again, it's Halloween. We have. Uh, if we're wrong, tell us what we're wrong about so that we can correct it. I mean, yeah. that's all. That we, we've always always wrong. That doesn't help us at all. We, right. We've always thrown right. that out there too. It's like, hey, if we get something wrong, call us out on it. Let us know. What? <laughs> I can't look at you. I can't freaking look. What at else you. is different, <laughs> dude? I can't look at you. <laughs> me? <laughs> that me? I can't take. You anything just want to scratch my belly, don't you? <laughs> I'm trying really hard. To Who's, a good boy? Who's a good boy? Who's a good boy? Shake my leg. <laughs> Why do we do these things? Uh, so anyway, back in the temple. It's not like it's live on Facebook or anything. No. Nobody will ever Thanks, know. Thanks, buddy. Yeah. Oh, look at you. Our little beer ghoul. Yep. <laughs> Can we, like, edit me out and then, like, splice me in wearing a better costume? <laughs> Can we do that? We have a mask. Get in one of the masks behind there. Can we, Seriously. Get in the luchador yeah. mask. Oh, yeah. I mean, Where is got- it? <laughs> Is it packed there? I don't think it'll fit him. It'll fit him. If it's my head, it'll fit him. All right. You're going to be a luchador. You want to be a luchador? Um, Yes. We'll do it after when we go on break. All right. We're going to pause in a minute. All right. (laughs) Joseph Schultz. Check Big Red for Flea. (laughs) (laughs) I'd rather he check me for worms. Oh, God. (laughs) If I start scooching my butt on the floor, be worried. All right. Anyway. Joseph Schultz. Yeah, you guys are my single news source. <laughs> he could do worse. Yeah, really, he really could. Hey! He could do worse. While we're at it, fill us up on more of these things. We got a toast to do. Uh-oh. Two toasts I want to do. Where's Raph? I thought Raph was going to be up here tonight. Oh, who knows? He's going to be part of the Halloween. Uh, we already Halloween have costuming. One. We already have one Bigfoot in the house. What do we need another one for? <laughs> it's not all I got. <laughs> You look great in that, the, was that the Mitchell Hedgens, or what the hell is it called, that video? The Patterson video. Oh, I know who you're talking totally about. The, uh, the Patterson video. With the swing in his arms and stuff. Pat, look it up, Patterson video. Okay. It's the classic Bigfoot. 
Oh, oh, okay, yes, yes, like yes, yes. Yep, I got you now. It's like the definitive. We can recreate that on the main street in Seymour if you want. <laughs> I think we're gonna take a break. We're gonna take a quick break, and then we'll be back in yeah. costume change. Oh, right, I thought we were doing a toast. costume change. Oh yeah, toast. This is pathetic. So, I would like to do a toast to uh, our armed servicemen because uh, we just. Uh, mashed the hell out of the uh, leader of ISIS. Did we? Baghdadi. I didn't read anything about that. Yeah, that's really? the Dead. big press conference this wow. morning. Okay. They got his Start ass. another one for freedom. <laughs> Did not know that. Later, Joe. If it weren't for this podcast, I wouldn't know anything that's there going you can on see, in the We're your single source of news yeah, as well. exactly. <laughs> Brothers, right hand to arms. To arms. Ready. 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 Aim. 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 Fire, good fire, fire all. Together, brothers. Vivat, vivat, vivat. All right, we're going to pause. We're going to break and smoke a quick one. Smoke if you got them, and then uh, we'll uh, we'll be back. So yeah. I'm going to keep the live feed going. Joe can sing in Chewbacca voice. And then <laughs> when we come there back, we we're going to be Do discussing uh, Memento Mori oh, in modern day. My bad. And oh, okay, what cool. we can do in, with Freemasonry. Dope. I'm going to pause this, and we'll be back. We're back. And we're back. Hold Second on, half of this. Back. Yeah, I gotta put my hood up. <laughs> gotta complete my costume. Second half of this. Uh, how could we apply Memento Mori to Freemasonry today? And is it relevant? So that's what we're gonna start with. Ken, why don't you start with any comments you got? I, like I said before, I think it still is relevant. I mean, there's a very, very big emphasis on death and rebirth in Freemasonry. Um, specifically in the third degree. Mm -hmm. And I think if we forget about the fact that we are mortal mm -hmm. and that man is born to die, mm -hmm. then it removes a very fundamental aspect of the fraternity's ritual. Mm -hmm. And to, to remove that would be, it would, it would no longer be Freemasonry. And honestly, I think Freemasonry is moving away from it. Um, there, I know that there are some jurisdictions, and I think it was either Greg or Joseph Schultz said that uh, Delaware does not recognize Memento Mori. Correct, yeah. And he said, it I does. found that out the hard way. <laughs> uh, doesn't it's recognize probably, it how? Like, they don't speak about death at all? Like, they, general, I think it's, or? they don't do chamber reflections. You're not allowed to have, oh. you know, uh, skull and crossbones and all that uh, in your you know, in your lodge. I'm assuming that's what he means. But they still do the uh, the the Hyramic legend still exists and all of that kind of stuff. It's just they don't yeah. talk about. Yeah. Remember that you're mortal. Mm -hmm. I, I think that's what he's pretty much striving at. Wow. So um, it's interesting. But uh, because that's not it's not like they're removing a symbol from Freemasonry at that point. Yeah. They're just saying, Joseph hey, Schultz said too macabre. We can't we can't talk about this." Uh, Joseph Schultz said the symbol isn't recognized. So, hmm. oh, okay, the symbol isn't the recognized. Symbol isn't recognized. Um, and okay. there's even grand jurisdictions that don't allow chambers of reflection. You're not allowed to. Hmm. Connecticut is kind of one of those. Yeah, it ebbs and flows. Yeah, and we some had ours. Where, we didn't. Um, we kind of kept right? it. We were one of the first. There was um, Willis St. John's number four in West Hartford was the first because uh -huh. we had. Um, and I apologize if I get his name wrong. I believe it's Brother Justin Duffy uh -huh. came down from the Masonic Lodge of Research and gave us gave a talk on it and mentioned that in his mother lodge of Willis St. John's four they had one and it was very intriguing. Uh -huh. 
So we just kind of took it and said, well, if they can have it, then we can have it. Mm-hmm. And we did it. But it wasn't something that was publicized. If we had grand lodge people in the building, we didn't really like it. We didn't hide it, but we didn't go out of our way to, to let them know about it. Right. Unless they was, unless they asked about it, they were like, yeah, we'll come show you. Right. And hey. um, it's, it's actually practiced um, in Freemasonry all around the world. The mm-hmm. uh, United mm-hmm. States is one of the few that's gotten away from it. But we had a, a brother, Danny Sanchez, in our lodge who was raised in Chile. And um, it's, it was just standard right. there. It's par for the course, so... I don't know too many blue lodges in Connecticut that have chambers of reflection outside of you guys. Uh, it's we us, Ashlar, Aspatuck, and I think the one in East. And maybe, uh, maybe uh, the lodges that share uh, Knights Templar commanderies, maybe the blue lodges use them as well. I'd have to. Um, check I know in New Haven, it's a no because yeah. uh, New Haven commandery has a. Um, yeah, commanderies always use. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, it's that's pretty part of the ritual. Yes, part of it. Like there's no way around it you have to go It'd be interesting to see if the the blue lodges that share the building in meriden with uh st elmo's commandery actually use that chamber i mean why not yeah. I mean, realistically why not i mean it, it's it, it's still teaching the same lessons i think that part of it is also that we i again i wrote <clears throat> our own ritual for our chamber of reflection but you know ash Tuck probably has a different one uh, the lodge in East Hartford, West Hartford. West Hartford. They they probably have a different one. So I feel it's two things. It's one. Some grand jurisdictions don't want the memento mori seen in a. They don't want it in the lodges because I guess they're trying to show. Stop crinkling the damn bags! Holy hell! You do really hear everything with these headphones. Everything. <laughs> Every everything. Single All I hear is crinkling. I'm going to spend an hour just <clears throat> editing out crinkling later. It's going to be Cheetos dust all over the floors in here. <laughs> I mean, we have Tony the Tiger, so. <laughs> no. They're great. <laughs> We're mixing references. We are mixing. Bit. I prefer to be a liger, but anyway. We know. Pretty much my favorite animal. It's pretty much the best animal ever. They're bred for their magical power. So, I still have my square and compass, mm. or I'm sorry, my skull and crossbones on the side of my ring, and I have the memento mori. Mm-hmm. In the front of it, right? Nice. And I wear that proudly. Mm-hmm. So even if they want to remove it from the ritual, that's fine. The have one of our helpers it is still put it uh, up to the camera. Okay, you guys want to go and do something with that over near the camera? I have a delay, so George can tell you whether it's auto focusing. Flip it right there. There you go. Back it up just a hair, Hannah. There you go. Awesome. Yep. Good job. And I even have I have this it's a one. traditional ring. If you wouldn't mind holding that up, make sure the skull forward. So that's um, the that. um, whom virtue unites, death Spin shall it. not oh, separate. So that's it. what it says right there. The Latin um, virtuous uh, nope. virtuous junks it mores non separate. Come closer. That's pretty much what that yep. has as well. Whom virtue unites, death. Yeah, you can't really see a, that. That's all right, Hannah. You know. Right in the uh, in the middle of it, it's got a skull. Oh yeah. And at the bottom, it's got the, the square, square compasses. compasses on it. Oh. That's really cool, man. And then if you flip it over, if you, for the yep. people that are freaky. Oh, so you can flip it, and it's a little bit less uh, scary, but it's still got the skull on the bottom. <laughs> That's cool. I like it. Yeah, so, I mean, I think uh, grand jurisdiction is one of the two things, is they don't like the symbology of the memento mori. But I think the other aspect of it is, is that they can't control the ritual that's being used. So realistically, you know, we use it in a way that, 
you know, the, the one that I had written was basically, um, in a sense, you know, are you, <clears throat> you know, come in this room, reflect on yourself, you know, stare at the symbols of mortality, understand that you're born to die, understand that, you know, you should come into your, you know, it's kind of a reflection on yourself, you know, it, it it's kind of the way I take it. Um, you have limited time. Make the most of it. Right. Make it better than how you found yes, it. Yes. Pretty much what I'm getting. I'm trying not to give the ritual away, which is why I'm kind of being, you know. Yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> I'm being floaty and trying to figure out what I'm going to say right. But the other aspect of it is, though, is now I have my ritual. I know what I wanted to. Well, I, I see my ritual. Our ritual here at Morningstar. The ritual that I wrote is what I'm saying. What I wanted to betray is just that. You know, uh, you're going to be, you're going to die. You should Take as you know, use as much time as you possibly can because you only have a little bit to make your mark on life. Be a mark, not a stain. Mm-hmm. Um, but now you have somebody else who has a chamber reflection, and they can write any ritual they want, and it could be bad. You know what I mean? It could go yeah. straight P two lodge bad. Yep. It, so it I could. think you know what I mean. But if you do the if you because I'm sure you did the same thing we did and you researched mm-hmm. the chamber mm-hmm. of reflection and yep. you probably took different things from different resources that were out there and kind of made it your own. Right. That's mm-hmm. exactly what we did. Mm-hmm. But you know it's it's not against the landmarks of Freemasonry no. at least not the Connecticut Grand Lodge because it's it's not making an innovation because this is a part of our history. This is something that's been done. Um, in other places for a very long time. So we're not making any innovations on Freemasonry. We're just bringing back something that kind of lost its way. Um, Probably, you know, my guess, and I I don't know this to be a fact at all, nor will I present it as such, but I'm guessing a lot of those things started to disappear around the Morgan Affair and the Anti-Masonic Party. Mm -hmm. And when when a lot of lodges came Mm -hmm. back from going dark those times, they kind of had to sanitize it a little bit. And, guarantee you there's things that were in ritual prior to that that just aren't in our ritual well, even, anymore even in nazi germany when they did in france they exposed everything we were doing they showed all the memento mori they showed the chambers of reflection everything that was going on in france as the as a way of see see look these guys are bad yeah and their propaganda films their propaganda stuff, films yeah. they yeah. made it bad <clears throat> and even now modern day you take youtube you take youtube mm-hmm. and they pervert everything we do as well. Right. So, I mean, you're still getting a a a washing of the ritual in a sense. Mm-hmm. You know, Memento mm-hmm. Morio being one of them. Greg Schultz, I don't know. I think uh, you are born to live, but we are traveling on a brittle thread of time. And it, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and that's kind of what we mean by that's kind of, yes. You know, man born to a woman yeah. is. is born to die like the, mm-hmm. the, the point is that eventually you are going to die not yeah, that you should just give right. up and right no yeah. no 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 but there is actually a, born to live I'm it's just more of the utilize your time while you have it yeah and right do so wise but to to get to greg schultz's point there is a philosophy that runs parallel to memento mori mm-hmm. it's called memento viver which really? is remember to live mm-hmm. and Based on some reading I did, they were interconnected at one point because it was remember to live right. because remember you will die. Mm. And then hmm. it, one got shortened to Memento Mori and just focused on that. The uh-huh. other went to the Memento Viver. No and the message is the same yep. because uh-huh. it's remember to live because you're going to die. Gonna die. Right. Um, and to me, that's 
philosophically, even with Memento Mori, that's how I interpreted it in my head is remember you're going to die. So make sure you live every moment. You know, as they say, make sure you you kiss your kids Mm -hmm. on the way out every morning. Mm -hmm. You never know. Another fun, interesting fact that I just wanted to bring up. uh, It's. The Wookiee has a point. The Wookiee does. Let have the a Wookiee point. win. Let the Wookiee win. <laughs> you Schultz, is... <laughs> you brothers are on point tonight. <laughs> the Wookiee has a point. It's not all I got. <laughs> One of the other, another interesting thing is that Memento Mori, you know, didn't really just pop up in the 1400s. This has been a concept since the Roman times. Yep. Perfect example is. Uh, when they started doing the excavations of Pompeii, they found symbols of memento mori and even Masonic symbols in a mosaic on the floor. Masonic and, symbols? Uh, well, we would per- we would perceive them as Masonic symbols. Okay. It's an interesting connection in what it is. It's basically a plumb line okay, with a okay. skull. You, I'm sure you've seen it. If anybody's watched the TV show Rome, <clears throat> you'll see that's exactly what it is. It's a skull, and above it is a plumb line, an old plumb line, and below it is a, a level, I think. I think it's below it is a level. Mm-hmm. And it basically is that death is the grand level. Yep. And that's, I mean, yeah. I don't think that's really indicative of the fact that mas- that masonry pre-existed mm-hmm. um, the, the 1600s or something like that. I think it's just more that that's a pretty standard like concept. You know, you yeah. look at us and you mm-hmm. look at the fact that religion sprang up very, very early in humanity, I mean, one of the central concepts is that we all die. Right. Right. So you have to have some kind of, there's, there's always going to be symbolism behind that. Right. Behind like, look, do well because your time here is limited. Mm-hmm. Well, so, so kind of makes sense. Modern day. Sure. So what are we, how you know, what are things that we can do? Let's talk about Halloween. I love Halloween. My favorite holiday. Yep. And two. Absolutely favorite Halloween. Our favorite holiday, Halloween, because it's becoming more of an adult ho- uh, holiday, so more than kids. Mm. Kids enjoy out to go out with candy, but a lot of adults now do like Halloween parties and dress up things and all that stuff, like right? Dirty cop Halloween costumes yeah. that they're dirty <laughs> anything. There's a dirty Batman, dirty yeah. Robin. Yeah, wasn't that a thing yeah. even when we were kids? Though, no, not to my no- not that I remember. I don't remember. I wish I did. Okay. Yeah. I don't remember my parents going out to I don't remember parties. my parents ever going out to holiday parties. No. Oh, I do. I do remember my dad going as uh, he took his... Uh, my dad was a Vietnam veteran mm. and still had his army jacket. And I remember him. One year he went as Fidel Castro. <laughs> it's an easy one to do. <laughs> he had a mustache. He put a beard in it. I remember him taking like a piece of tape and over his name on his army jacket put Castro. Oh, that's funny. I do, I, so I remember that. Um and I think my mom that same year was a Rubik's Cube or something because it was big back then. But yeah, I remember my dad going to Fidel Castro for Halloween. <laughs> uh, so the reason why I'm bringing this up is because, you know, Morningstar does their little Halloween candy thing down there. But I think next year, podcast, I want to do something big. And I was thinking like a Halloween ball. I want to do that where everybody like a masquerade up, ball. Like a masquerade ball. If you do like oh, a Victorian, that would be cool. I want to do that. For My wife podcast. and I wanted to go to the one that was in uh, uh, Stanford was, Union yeah, Time. Yeah, yeah. We wanted to go to that one, but the I Mason guess there was Secret a, Ball. Yep. 
There yeah. was a conflict or something. It looked really cool. Yeah, like it was you know hundred dollar plate. Like get all dressed up, black tie, yep. Victorian theme, dresses, mm-hmm. masquerade. Yep, I, I definitely want to get one of those big plague masks. Oh yeah, plague yeah. doctor, yeah. plague doctor. Yep, yep. masquerade and or paint your face, yeah. such as yep. me or, or yeah, you know, you and have the whole one. have the whole ball or or you you know be surrounded around dance macabre. Yeah, so like, do it around. That Halloween. would be great. Yeah. yeah, like get like a dance floor. Let's get a committee like, together on it right now, and, and then it wouldn't. Here's be- our committee right here. <laughs> Bring it to well. Either that, <laughs> you can expand it outside of Morningstar and go to the district. Oh no no district no! This three, is gonna be a uh, podcast thing. Oh okay. I wanted this as a podcast thing. So and a podcast sponsored event. Podcast sponsored okay. event. It and wouldn't conflict with the Stanford event either because they do theirs in like midsummer, I think, or something. No, it's um this year it was the twelfth. Of, it was of October, October. Yes. really? Oh, yeah, it was just it was a couple late. weeks ago. But they had, speaking of which, they had some really cool auction items. One was one of which was a replica of the Emerald Tablets of Thoth. Wow! Yeah, we got to that cool. So, uh, shout out to Worshipful Brother Rich Gross, uh, current sitting master of awesome. Union Five. Yeah, that'll uh, look we'll really be reaching cool out event. to you. Mm-hmm. Super cool event. I love the idea. I love the whole concept behind it. My wife was all about it. Yeah. She like started like. Jumped yep. on her phone in the middle of the night and started looking up, uh, you know, like masquerade masks and yep. stuff. That's like, what I want to do. I want to do yeah. that next year, and uh, we'll make a, a giant donation to charity on our proceeds. What do you guys think? Love yeah. it. I'm in. Totally in. We'll I need open to... it to anybody who's listener to the podcast, as well as anybody who's you know it's going to be open to the public. Anybody can come, but I definitely it needs idea. to be black tie affair. Yes. Oh, yeah. I was Black looking for a fair. reason to buy a plague doctor yeah. mask. Now I got <laughs> one. Yeah, thank you. I don't know. Like I love the whole concept of like the the tuxedo with the black tuxedo with the black with the, yep. with the, yes. the death. It face. looks very like Vanilla Sky. It does, right? <laughs> Is that a code name for your legs? <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, fucking well done. <laughs> Let me just also say, you know what's really bothering me I'm not gonna lie really bothering so you me. can't see my hair no no no, no. Oh. it was rather unnerving so we've made fun of ken yeah made fun of you i haven't we nobody's really made fun of me they yet. called you a panda they did call me kung fu panda Trash they said you were the kissless panda. army but my freaking nose with this black paint is so shiny i i, I look like you actually I look do- like I have one of those like long doctor noses for like the doctor's masks from like the medieval times. You actually look like, like the lead singer from this group named Ghost, whose songs have some Masonic undertones to them. Yeah, I've s- um, hey. I think I've seen that on YouTube hey. once or twice. He looks like that guy a little bit. Hannah, he does. Yeah, you can get a Pope costume. I mean, no, seriously, that's you could do that. You look easily. much less professional than that guy, but hold on. Well, might he's like a, when we were in the car? What was I playing? Ah, that's the face. Okay. <laughs> that's what you're always yeah, yeah. you, you you almost nailed it. I almost nailed yeah. it. You did. You I did have, a good job. I don't have professional. Makeup. Starting to run a little bit. Or it's no, you touched it. I that's touched it. Yeah. It's the tears. I have. <laughs> it's from us making fun of him. But it, they have a song, for. and I don't know the name of it. But the lyrics are: Are you on the square? Are you on the level? Yep. Um, yeah, so on. Yep. Yeah, there's a lot of Masonic. But yeah, well, you need to go get a Pope costume, and you could be that. that. And actually, the the song that I'm opening this podcast to when I do post it is "Dance Macabre" by Ghost. Oh, nice. And that's oh, what I'm opening to. Well, and then but there they is do actually, a rendition of it. It's a modern day like it's got like an '80s rock feel, but it's really good. And the video is even cooler. So if you ever get to see their video, it's uh, basically the same thing. 
guy with his face. And yep. it, the allegory in the music video is freaking awesome because, you know, these two guys try to get into this party and the guy's like, what party? <laughs> he's like, the party in there. So George looks like the kids who got their asses kicked by Mr. Miyagi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> Sweep the leg, George. That's true. Why, Sweep why, the leg. Why were Cobra Kai kids all dressed up like, why did they all have skull faces? Or maybe it was just... Because it was a Halloween party. Oh, it, was it was a, a Halloween, Halloween party. party. Daniel Russo was dressed in... Uh, he made, was uh, a shower. Remember? Oh, that's right. Yeah. He so he can make out with yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Elizabeth Shue. And, yeah. yeah. So the, anyway, the Masonic undertones are Sweep the... the leg. <laughs> Do it. Uh, this coming from Cobra Steve Kai. Irwin in a no mercy. <laughs> this coming from Steve Irwin in his pant and his uh, <laughs> a wallaby. Can it be a wallaby? That wallaby or a koala? A koala? Giant koala? He starts speaking Australian. A oh, dingo God. ate my baby. I hope none of my friends are watching this right now. I really don't. Speaking of which, we haven't heard from our oh, our right. Where's full brother uh, Mike is on? Oh, folks. Nice. Yes, we have. Mike Alton just Oh, is he? Hey, Michael Alton. We're just saying. I, I miss my Australian folks. <laughs> yeah, I haven't really talked to Lynx. I'm going to have to call him up and yell at him, too. But So, in the in the music video, Ghosts, they get into this party, right? And everybody's all dancing. Obviously, it's a music video. But the one guy who's kind of reluctant to go into the party, he was the one who actually got him in because he's like, come on, man, let's just go. Let's just get out of here. And he's like, oh, no, come on in, this party. And he finally lets him in. And he ends up dancing with a, uh, a chick, a blonde chick with black on her eyes and he's dancing with her and she is death she's the symbology of death and so he's doing the dance of death with her and then at the end of this of the video he has this face oh so yeah. he died only slightly better looking basically yeah. and then right before he puts this you son of a bitch <laughs> <laughs> i said slightly <laughs> tried to help you but though. um uh, so but right before he he turns to this face. He's all dressed in white. She's all dressed in white. And then the light pops out in the background. Symbology so is symbolic. seeing the light. Yep. So then when after that happens, his face turns like this. Okay. And that's pretty much symbolically, symbolically he, died. he yeah. dies. Yeah. So that's the dance of death. Interesting. Pretty cool. I'll have to check that out. Yeah, yeah. But I was aware of the band. I was not aware of that video. Yes. So I'll definitely check it out. Really but no, good. that would actually be a really cool, fun event. Yeah, I'd like to do that. Um, and definitely friend. surround it around Memento Mori. Yeah. Like take, you know, skulls and all that stuff and put it in and do it in like a big venue. Like it in, just be a dance macabre. Dance macabre. Yeah, we could actually call it that. We could. We could. Dance macabre. Dance macabre. No, we should. We should. You might have to edit that out. That what? idea may get stolen. <laughs> no, you know what? If, uh, if it gets stolen, it doesn't it really stolen, matter. Like, what's it gonna? Matter. What are they gonna do it in like the venue next door to us or right. something? I'm just saying, like, we have well, good ideas. Yeah, we do have Don't good McCall. ideas. We do. <laughs> All right, brothers, what do you think? Can I go with Denny Terrio? You, you can go with whoever you, you want. Don't, neither one of you guys. I thought you were gonna be a plague doctor. I'll be, I would stick with. That. Should, I'll be Denny Terrio as the plague. It's got to be dark and deep. It's got to be dark and deep if you're going to do it. You know what I mean? Like if we're going to do it, like you show up as Teddy Ruxpin, and it's just going to ruin the whole vibe of it. I'm not going to show up. No, it's black tie, black tie masquerade. Does he have the ring behind his back? Or you just you can be my friend. No, the sash is funny. He never said that to me. I guess he knew I was a ginger, even an inanimate object knew. But I couldn't have any fun. How do you get stuck with this dope? <laughs> you exist. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, speaking of things like that and gingers, and you always bust on me and call me 
Chucky. Yes. Good friend of mine. His name's Brian. I won't say his last name because people will hate on him. Has the cutest little daughter. She's got to be like four or five years old. About your height. About this high. <laughs> and red, red hair. Laugh. Don't you dare laugh. We're all red, red hair. Freaking Uber. So what does he do? Him yeah. and his wife? Put her in a pair of overalls and a striped oh, shirt. That's And awesome. give her a plastic knife. And she's running around. It's Chucky. <laughs> I, clearly, she has no clue. She has, has, I'm sure, has never seen the movie. Has any no. concept because she's really young. Right. But I'm like, oh, my God, you win. That, like, you win. That's the <laughs> like it's, and I'm sure somebody will give him crap for it. But I was like, no, I approve. So yeah. we're going to lock this More up momentarily. Approve. I think we've pretty much covered as much as we can in Memento Mori. It's, it's kind of a, a loose topic, loose subject. Um I mean, if we just wanted to do something for Halloween. Well, there isn't too much. There's to not it. too much I mean, really to cover on it. So there's the the symbolism behind it. There's a the mm-hmm. fact that some grand jurisdictions want to mm-hmm. remove that from our ritual and from uh, our ceremony, and that's I'm against pretty that, much it. Just for the yeah, record, I'm I mean, against, against what? Removing it from our ritual. Me Personally, well. I am as well. As uh, long as it's powerful, explained. I think we should embrace yeah. it more. I think we should because if you think of all the symbols that we have. Hmm. It's probably one of the most powerful mm-hmm. symbols because death is universal. Absolutely. Much like Freemasonry, we talk about the universality of Freemasonry. Well, nothing's more universal than death. Right. Yeah. Taking nothing Ignoring away, Ignoring it will get us nowhere. Taking right. nothing away from our square encompasses because they're very powerful right. symbols as well. Right. But like, oh, you should you know, circumscribe your, your you know, with yeah, the compasses. Why do we do this? Why do we do that? Because remember... You have a right. limited And that's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's that, intertwined. Yeah, it's like we're, it's like we're yeah. here again. It, you lose part of the message if you don't have that because it's if like you don't... It's like we've been doing this for a while. You know? Right. It's, no, but... We get off again. For instance, apparently it was a Gilligan's Island theme. Nobody told me because we all said we were going to just be quiet about what we are wearing. I originally was going to dress as Puppet George. I have an apron. This is very similar to Puppet George's. I have a blue shirt. I was going to leave untucked. Oh, you know what and I have was. a yellow tie. I was going to dress up as Puppet George. And I was going to go as George, but do the like Dorf on golf thing like Tim Conway where you walk, you put the shoes on your knees and you walk in. Right. Like a mid- I was going to do that. I mean, we we had talked about that. And then we I thought we had settled on the Gilligan's Island thing. And then we were like, oh, well, don't tell anybody else about it. So we couldn't talk about it on I don't think so. Anything. I so that. I was like, all right. That was the last thing we had talked about. That's our group Halloween costume. We're all going to show up and not talk about it ahead of time. And here I am, the only one. See, I took it different. I took it as we changed topics, and it was going to be a surprise that we weren't going to talk about it. You're going to have to listen back. Pretty sure we changed topics and said, no, 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 we're not going to tell each other. Let's go to the videotape. Yeah. Can we go to the instant replay? We could. George? I can't go to the instant replay now, but we'll do it later. Yeah, and then you still have that same old laptop. We gotta I still have this old, that. same old laptop. Yep. Yeah. Got to upgrade this thing at some point. We need more Patreons. We need more Patreons. And we'll buy a new laptop. <laughs> and better costumes. If we get enough Sorry. Patreons, I'll buy a whole laser light show before we go live. It'll just... We start a GoFundMe. No, we can't campaign. squander Patreon. No, 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 no. Hey. Let's start a GoFundMe campaign. No, oh my God. No, you need no. to not to because you'll end up having a freaking disco ball hanging from the ceiling and you hear, mm-hmm. my endless love because that's the shit yeah. that you do no disco yeah. ball never mind I'm gonna, <laughs> no I'm gonna no, reel that no. in I'm reeling that in reeling that <laughs> in where's the level where's the level cut my mic <laughs> cut his mic alright so uh what do you say we shut this down alright it's not gonna get any better from here uh Greg Schultz why not a six legged horse <laughs> I don't know that we 
you're talking. I don't know what that means. I'm, I'm, I'm not. Uh, all right. We're going to shut it down. Next like episode. kind of thing? So we got some uh, pretty good guests coming up pretty soon. We do. Yeah, we we, I think, we, I think mm-hmm. we've got um, three or four that have already said yes. Big ones. We're just working Big on ones. scheduling because they're popular enough that they're very busy. I'd say. Um, <laughs> like, we have some huge ones. I spoke to a person, what was it, Friday? You and I were talking. Yep, yep, and yep. I actually got an email and was exchanging emails back and mm-hmm. forth. That one looks like it's going to happen in December. We just yep. have, they have to pick a date, and I followed up with them today. Right. We have a huge one. That yes. I'm going to follow up with this week. If we can make that happen, I don't know. I think we might just retire. Yeah, we might as well just close <laughs> down after that. Um, we're working on a man who I can only Drop describe as a national treasure. The man's uh-huh. a national treasure. Yep. Um, and he said he gave us a maybe, or his people gave us a maybe. Mm-hmm. Trying to, again, trying to accommodate a schedule right. um, type thing. So, um, big things. And we've got um, Michael Chavello, that Pat mm-hmm. Militich mentioned. Mm-hmm. He and I have uh, exchanged messages. I gave him a couple of dates, just waiting mm-hmm. to hear back. Uh, he's on the other side of the globe, so I'd you know, mm-hmm. be a little more patient with him. And I know he's traveling all around Asia right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, we've got big things possibly coming between now and the end of the year. So. Not bad for Fozzie the Bear. Right? No, not bad. <laughs> Fozzie! <laughs> you that know what, Ken? Awesome. <laughs> It does look like I said earlier if Chewbacca oh, is Fozzie Bear yeah. it's Fozzie Bear not Fozzie the Bear just so you know uh, I thought it was Fozzie the no, Bear No you think it's Smokey Bear Smokey no. the Bear Smokey the Bear okay. It could be him too I could only you can prevent for us okay. Update on move uh, He said Nicolas Cage uh, No not Nicolas Cage <laughs> No not Nicolas Cage um, Update on move uh, Well we got the cards uh, Here we go we were about a week out from getting that website up and running. We did not, uh, George. You've checked the, you get the mail for the lodge here, right? Because there were some folks that wanted us, uh, wanted some of these cards. I told them send us a self-addressed stamped envelope, and we'll pop a few back and, and Actually, send them out to them. Uh, a lot of so. people um, reach out to me through um, uh, whatever, Instagram, Facebook, Direct however you guys want to connect with us, Discord, whatever. However you want to connect to us, just shoot us an address, and I'll get them out as, as soon as possible. Uh, we'll probably start with you know 20 cards per, per person, and then we'll move from there. I'm trying to work up a, uh, a direct, direct-to-print link from the website. Uh-huh. The website should be up probably in the next week or so, depending on how much free time I have. And there will be direct links to those print-on-demand providers mm-hmm. so cool. that you can just type in your lodge information, print as many as you want, have them direct shipped to your location. Brother. Pretty damn close on that. Brother Daniel. Uh, brother Daniel. Paisan. Paisan. He says, waka waka. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know what the fuck. That's uh, Fozzie Bear. Fozzie Bear. Fozzie Bear. Oh, waka, okay. waka, waka. All right. Waka waka waka. So. All right. Let's shut it down. Uh, next podcast, I might have something. I might have something too. We need to talk about something yeah. as well. We got some. We got stuff. To talk I got about. stuff. Yeah, I got jokes. Have to meet. I got guests. <laughs> so, anyway, hope you guys enjoyed uh, Memento Mori. If you're interested more about it, I encourage you and to read macabre. it. Dance Macabre. They get uh, very extensive, and it's there are two rabbit holes that you can go down. There's a lot of mosaics. There's a lot of paintings about it. I we, we 
we only we're only doing this for an hour so we don't have the time to cover every aspect of it i encourage everyone to look it up if you're interested in it it's a pretty powerful concept so scratching the surface here yeah we're, we're just we put something out there to talk about but you got to do some homework for yourself if you're really interested in it but, hey and happy halloween everyone happy, happy halloween. halloween i want everyone to be safe uh your children's safe mm-hmm. and uh just be careful because uh because Fozzie's going to be out there. Fozzie's never out. know. Fozzie's out there. <laughs> Could be chased <laughs> down by remember. Bigfoot. <laughs> All right. Shut it down. For the Freemasons Podcast, I'm your host, Right Worshipful Brother George Marjorie, signing off. Worshipful Brother Joe, signing off. Worshipful Brother Ken, signing off. Have a good night, everyone. <laughs>